All of the major news stories made simple and easy for your listening pleasure. We'll break it down for you in keywords this morning. For the second, we're joined by Adam on the line. Good morning, Adam. Hello, on the line again. <laughs> you sound decent. Are you well? Uh, I'm much better. Thank you for asking. I am All much right. better. Yeah. And you've got tested? <laughs> I did. I'm You're still awaiting waiting. the result. All Fingers right. crossed. Hopefully it's not uh, nothing to be worried about. I'm confident, though. I'm confident. <laughs> you sound <laughs> healthy, which is promising. <laughs> Thanks, Adam, for joining us on the line. Let's jump into our keyword mm-hmm. news segment this morning with our first. Uh, it's a, we're going to start out with our COVID-19 coverage, actually. This is our first keyword of the day. Semi-lockdown imminent. So Korea is going through a massive COVID-19 resurgence based on daily numbers. Now, daily cases are reaching record highs and cluster infections are spreading. Officials are also mulling stronger virus curves for the greater Seoul area to address this issue. What's the latest? Yeah, the situation is certainly looking dire at the moment. No signs of abating. Around 80% of the record 1,275 locally transmitted cases that were reported on Thursday were recorded in the Greater Seoul area. Now, health authorities said Seoul would meet the criteria for level four social distancing measures with a three-day streak of new case numbers above 389, the daily average from July 1st to the 8th. Now, given the city recorded 554 new cases on Wednesday and 577 on Tuesday, that requirement could be reached with Thursday's numbers as well. Now, the government will announce a readjusted level of social distancing today after a meeting. So we could see an announcement being made sometime in the, in the coming hours or sometime in the early afternoon. Mm-hmm. Now, the government, uh, under the level four curbs, people are advised to stay at home as much as possible Schools will also be closed. Private gatherings are restricted to two people after 6 p.m. And the maximum four-person private gathering ban cap will be applied before 6 Mm -hmm. p.m. Rallies or other events are also banned, although one-person protests will still be allowed. Nightclubs and bars would be shut completely. Uh, Restaurants and cafes would be allowed limited seating and only takeout services after 10 p.m., Uh, Level four is basically it's essentially a semi lockdown that forces most people pretty much to just go straight home after Mm. uh, they finish work. Mm. Um, If level four is enforced, then it would actually amount to the first intense lockdown of Seoul, kind of the most strictest measures that we've seen. Uh, where life has pretty largely gone on as uh, usual over the past year and a half compared to many other parts of the world. We've seen a lot of strict lockdowns, especially in places like Europe. Mm -hmm. Uh, But uh, Korea has been enjoying a somewhat kind of not as strict uh, kind right. of quarantine measures, um, but it is very likely that the highest distancing level will be announced, considering our health officials believe the daily coast load will actually increase by mm-hmm. the end of the month, yeah, rather than subside. Because it's always been such a delicate balance with the state of the economy, I guess mm. it always brings into question what this means for these small businesses that are barely staring afloat, right? I mean, the lax of regulations that we were looking forward to for the summer months, That was supposed to be sort of a moment of relief. But again, public safety always takes priority during this pandemic, and we seem to be headed in that direction. That's right. And with this pandemic, the government always has a kind of a dilemma between balancing the economy, uh, economic recovery Mm -hmm. and looking out uh, for public safety. But uh, as you said, health is number one. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, people's health is the top priority, whatever situation. All right. On to our second keyword this morning. 
department store outbreak. So looking at one of the cluster infections in detail, a department store store in southern Seoul has been at the corner of concern lately with related cases on the rise. What's the latest? Yeah, so this cluster that began at the Hyundai department store's uh, COEX branch has infected at least 76 people so far. That number is expected to rise. Uh, And the store has uh, been closed and it's extended its closure to Monday. Whether it'll extend again remains to be seen. It's kind of closed and then opened again and closed back again. It's Mm -hmm. been on and off like that. Uh, The cluster outbreak is believed to have started from two workers employed in the basement food floor who tested positive. The two were not employees of the department store itself, but they actually work for independent retailers that rented space within it. Mm. Uh, the KDCA says the spread was exacerbated by limited ventilation, it being a basement floor, as well as slow testing due to the patients being asymptomatic. So they were uh, a bit late to realize that uh, they were needing uh, in need of a test. Uh, Also, the common areas for employees within the store are usually filled with people not wearing masks. That's according to one of the employees who was speaking to a local radio Mm. uh, station. Uh, Now, the smoking area on the 11th floor was also highly concentrated with maskless smokers. And uh, they were also in a very close-knit space, not ventilated uh, and, um, yeah, talking uh, amongst themselves in this tight area. So Mm. all the ingredients a cluster infection happened within the Sunday department store. The Mm. store itself says it was practicing good quarantine measures. Mm -hmm. It just so happened that the employees weren't really adhering to them. Uh, Especially where they're prone to take breaks, right? I mean, it sounds like these areas were common areas for employees to share. And unfortunately, Mm. that was kind of a corner that they missed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And especially because they were in the basement floor where food is being served. A lot of people dine there as well, like regular customers. And we bring down our masks. Exactly. To eat. So that's uh, another kind of a a catalyst for this uh, infection. Now, meanwhile, other retailers have also suffered from another outbreak. Uh, What measures have been subsequently taken? Yeah, certainly uh, not a good time for employers, especially Coupang, another outbreak at uh, one of its air, uh, warehouses in Kime. Uh, 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 that came after one of the workers tested positive for the virus there. Uh, the employee had been at the site from Tuesday afternoon through Wednesday dawn, so testing is underway there. A company spokesperson said Coupang immediately alerted workers of the outbreak and is actively responding to quarantine measures. Uh, Coupang runs two warehouses in Kime. The one closed on Thursday stops fresh fresh produce. So this is produce that people, if it was sent out, people would consume. So there's concerns there as well. Uh, Meanwhile, four workers at Market Curley's warehouse in Songpa district in Southern Seoul tested positive last week. Mm. The warehouse was not actually required by health authorities to shut. So it seems the situation there is somewhat under control. Mm. So it's not that much of a concern. Uh, not just the Hyundai department store, but other department stores. Lotte department store closed its branch in Yongdeungpo district uh, on Tuesday after a worker uh, was infected. Shinsega department store also closed, closed its store in Kangnam last Friday after two workers at uh, the checkout counter uh, tested positive. So, yeah, uh, a lot of people seem to be shopping uh, and a lot of people seem to be getting infected at these retailers. So uh, mm. it's quite a cause for concern at the moment. You know, the resurgence at large, I, I think, brings into question what the academic calendar will look like for students. Um, after school classes have been either canceled or reduced, leading to parents actually paying even more for private education. So what's the latest in this front? 
Yeah, so usually in Korea, there are these extracurricular classes that happen after school hours sure. within the schools, uh, such as PE, physical education, learning musical instruments and mm. all these kind of stuff. Uh, but since these classes have been cancelled or limited due to the pandemic, parents of elementary school uh, students especially have actually been forced to pay nearly three times as much as they would usually do for these extracurricular classes. Mm. Now, a recent government study shows that seven out of ten parents spent more on extracurricular classes since after-school programs were scrapped. Mm -hmm. What's worrying is that low-income families are mostly suffering from the increased costs. Mm. Uh, so experts are calling for the budget that would have gone to schools for these programs to instead go to local educational authorities or education communities so that they can set up such classes mm. um, and reduce the burden for parents. Uh, because the trend in Korea is that uh, a lot of the, the students go to Hagwons uh, and mm. do a lot of other stuff. They learn English and math mm. and musical instruments. And, uh, if, only and that. Like that. <laughs> if only that. If only that. It is quite intense. Uh, mm. And in order to keep up with that, parents spend a lot of money. Mm. And uh, it, it just appears that these uh, lesser off parents mm. are... Shouldering a lot of the costs, and and when you talk about you know students in the younger age group, like elementary mm. school students, let's say hypothetically, your both of your parents are working. I mean, these after school classes were ways for parents mm. to well keep their children in occupied mm. while they were still at right. work, and without that means, it the burden does fall on the parents even more. Exactly. Yeah. All right. On to our third keyword of the day. K batteries. You know, I, I have a bone to pick with with adding K in front of just about everything, but I understand <laughs> the sentiment. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> All right. Because, I mean, we've kind of overused it to death, and, and I think how we brand something is very important. But anyhow, yeah. batteries made in Korea. Uh, President Moon Jae-in is pushing to make Korea a global battery technology hub. Uh, what is he pledged and where are we headed towards? Yeah, yeah, I'm totally with you on that. <laughs> but that's... Uh, that's a kind of the term that's used by the politicians, mm. so uh, just uh, quoting them. Uh, Moon vowed to use all available policy measures to ensure that Korea becomes a global secondary battery manufacturing powerhouse by the year 2030, mm. which is not that long off, actually, just yeah. nine years' time. Uh, he pointed out that the development of battery technology would be key to future transportation, including electric vehicles, which is... Uh, seemingly the future at the moment, and also the task of going carbon neutral as well. Now, he was speaking during a visit to LG Energy Solutions battery plant in Ochang. Uh, the president said uh, his government will designate batteries as what's known as a national strategic technology, along with semiconductors and vaccines. Those are other two kind mm. of areas in which Korea wants to be a powerhouse in. Uh, Moon also vowed strong support for local companies developing batteries. He promised a maximum tax credit of 20% for investments into equipment and tax credits of up to 50% for R&D spending. Mm. And also various financial support will be given. Uh, LG Chem and LG Energy Solution, meanwhile, for, them, uh, for their part, vowed to invest a total of 15.1 trillion won in Korea over the next 10 years to make the country a battery technology hub. Uh, LG Energy Solution will be shouldering most of that investment. Mm. Uh, the firm will also build the Institute of Battery Tech at its number two Ochang factory in North Chungcheon uh, province to educate and build expertise in battery technologies. Mm -hmm. The institute will be actually housed in a six-story building uh, that's being built. Uh, it's set to be completed in January 2023. 
the company will also build an additional building at its R&D center in Tejan by 2023, also to strengthen research in battery materials. Mm. It's smaller R&D centers, uh, centers in Magok and Kwachan in Greater Seoul uh, will be tasked with researching next-generation batteries such as solid-state batteries mm. and lithium-sulfur batteries. So a lot of investments and research being pledged. All right. That is the future. I can't imagine any of our gadgets and technology for the future without an mm. emphasis on a better and more sustainable battery source, right? Mm-hmm. All right, on to our fourth keyword of the day. Minimum wage talk. So labor and business representatives have held talks over the next year's minimum wage. They missed a deadline once more because, well, there isn't an easy solution inside. Although they revised their proposals, differences still remain. Yeah, it's quite a delicate balance to try yeah. to re- meet this middle ground. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, for numerous times now, they haven't been able to uh, f- uh, reach a consensus. The labor side offered to lower its proposed hourly rate to 10441 That's a 19.7% rise from this year. The business side offered to raise its proposal to 8,741. That is a 0.2% rise. Mm. Now, the Labour side had initially demanded an hourly rate of 10,801, while the business side had called for a freeze at the current uh, 8,721. Now, workers have complained that the COVID-19 pandemic has hurt their real income by worsening income inequality and pushing up prices. Mm -hmm. Businesses, for their part, have contended that the pandemic has brought huge losses to them and debts to small firms as well. Uh, The Labour side was angered by the business side's uh, revised proposal, saying it was practically a freeze, Mm -hmm. saying that the 0.2% rise meant nothing. And they actually walked out collectively of the meeting, so not a good signal there. Mm. Uh, the Minimum Wage Commission, uh, it's, this is a three-way meeting, by the way, between those two sides and the Minimum Wage Commission, mm. uh, it's, pretty, it's up against a tight deadline at the moment. As The Labour Ministry is required by law to publicly announce the new minimum wa- wage rate by August 5th. Mm. Uh, the next plenary session has tentatively been scheduled for next Monday, but it remains to be seen if an agreement will be reached by then there's a lot of there are a lot more skeptics than mm. hopefuls um, but we'll have to see because the discrepancy itself is so big what the labor right. side wants and what the uh, employees might want uh, as mm. opposed to the employers right and and more importantly yeah. brings into question whether or not these employers can afford to give this raise with, without mm. shutting down some of their businesses exactly you can you can understand right. both sides right. but it seems right. that uh, the labor side is wanting a far greater increase than mm. uh, even what president moon has been proposing this 10,001 per hour mm. uh, minimum wage rate right and of course businesses especially during the pandemic uh, mm. will be suffering and uh, won't be budging that much all right on to our fifth keyword of the day olympic preparation So Korea held a launching ceremony to give Korean athletes competing in the Tokyo Olympics a boost of confidence yesterday. What's the latest? Yes, uh, Korea is on a quest for a top 10 performance at the upcoming Summer Games. The target is to get six to seven gold medals or get within the top 10 medals rankings. Uh, Korea will send 232 athletes and 122 officials and 29 out of 33 sports. Uh, The launching ceremony yesterday was mostly aimed at wishing the athletes luck, of course, and giving them a sense of hope. 
especially because they're going to an Olympics that is like no other before due to the pandemic, and <laughs> right. especially because the pandemic situation in Japan is actually worsening as we speak, mm-hmm. which we'll get on to uh, in a little while. Uh, volleyball icon, icon Kim Yong-kyung uh, and rising star, uh, mm-hmm. swimming star Hwang Son-woo Son- will mm-hmm. serve as uh, Korea's flag bearers at the opening ceremony. Uh, Prime Minister Kim Bo-kyung expressed hope that the Olympians will inspire the Korean people during the pandemic as well. These sporting events often do raise hope. I mean, at the heart of it, I would like to believe that's the motivation behind these Olympic mm. Games. But there are still problems to address, yeah. like this one. On to our sixth keyword of the day. No spectators. So organizers have agreed to ban fans from the events under COVID-19 state of emergency that's been reinstated in Tokyo. Run us through the details. Yeah, so this is a widely expected move, which means the games will happen mostly behind closed doors. It was made following talks between the government, the Tokyo organizers, as well as the Olympic and Paralympic representatives. The state of emergency will begin from next Monday and last until August 22nd, so pretty much throughout the, the time of the Olympics. Uh, Prime Minister Yoshida Suga, however, said it could be lifted earlier if the pandemic situation improves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Suga also apologized that the new state of emergency was being declared some three weeks after the last one was lifted and for the burdens it would put on Japan's uh, population. Mm. Now, the main focus of the emergency declaration is a request for bars and restaurants and karaoke parlors serving alcohol to close. Mm -hmm. A ban on serving alcohol is kind of a key step to tone down Olympic-related festivities and keep people from drinking and partying. Um, And Japanese media reports suggest, however, that organizers may actually seek uh, exceptions to allow VIP guests Mm. such as IOC members and corporate sponsors and foreign dignitaries into some venues outside of Tokyo. Mm. Um, uh, That could be an area of contention. Uh, A majority of Japanese people actually still oppose holding the games altogether uh, Mm. amid the pandemic and especially during the slow vaccine rollout. And it's been recording some record high uh, daily infections uh, this past week as well. Mm, so concerns remain, but the game seem, it seems very unlikely to be cancelled at this point. It'll just go yeah. through without, as you've said, any spectators. Exactly. All right. I can't believe it's just weeks away now. I know. Oh, time flies. <laughs> We've been talking about it for over a year. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Adam, for today's coverage and a week's worth mm-hmm. of it. Have a safe weekend and we'll see you next week. You too. See you next week. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.